before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. We were at such a desperate place that Andrew, it was like life. It was just life that was coming from the television. And every area in our life has been turned right side up. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing a series talking about a better way to pray. And I tell you, I have covered a lot, a lot of material. Last Friday and then yesterday also, I was teaching from Mark chapter 11, where Jesus had spoken to a fig tree, cursed the thing, commanded it to die. And within 24 hours, it was visible to the disciples that this entire tree had died. And Jesus never touched it. He didn't do anything in the physical or the natural. He just spoke words. And they were shocked, amazed to see what had happened. So in Mark chapter 11, beginning with verse 22, Jesus told them, have faith in God. And then he began to tell them how he did this. And he said, whosoever will do these same things, it'll work for you. So this isn't just a study about what the supernatural Son of God did. Even though Jesus was the Son of God and He was absolutely supernatural, He walked on this earth as a man and He walked by faith and stood on the Word of God. And the things that He did, we can do also, John 14, 12. And so this is telling us how we can see the exact same results that He had. And this is really important. So again, this is a part of my teaching on prayer. I've emphasized that prayer is primarily just to know God, to have a relationship with God. But the Lord did say that you have not because you ask not. So ask and you shall receive. And there is nothing wrong with asking. There is a right place to believe God and in prayer express your faith and see things happen. And Jesus is telling us how to get these miraculous results. And so he said here in Mark 11:23, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And I've made the point already out of Proverbs 18, 21, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Words are important. And if you are going to see the supernatural power of God manifest the way that Jesus did in this instance, He's telling us how it happens, and you have to speak faith-filled words. You have to speak to your problems. Now, here is another major 
point. And you just have to let the Holy Spirit help you to understand this because, again, this goes so contrary to what all of us have been taught that this just seems weird. It seems strange. And many people just stumble over this. But notice that Jesus said, Whosoever will say unto this mountain. He didn't tell you to talk to God about your mountain. Let's just use the word problem because this is what he's talking about. Whatever problem, whatever is coming against you, how do you overcome this? You have to speak to it. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. The problem that Jesus was having was that this fig tree professed that it had figs, but it didn't. And so it was living a lie. It was a hypocrite. It was professing something it didn't possess. And so he went and cursed it and told it to die. And he said that when we have a problem, whosoever will say to their problem, you have to speak to your problem and command that problem to be gone. Now, this is subtle, but if you'll stop and think about it, this is really important. He didn't say talk to God about your mountain or about your problem, but talk to your problem about God. Now, that is huge right here. And this is one of the reasons that most people do not see this is because hidden in this, and if I had more time to develop this, I could make a major point out of this, but this shows you using the uh, God-given authority and you are not asking God. You aren't approaching God like, oh God, I've got a problem. Would you please get rid of my problem? But instead, you have been in fellowship with God. You, have, you know who you are. You know what God has done. And you take your authority and you speak to your problem. You know, if sickness is your problem, you talk to the sickness. You say cancer in the name of Jesus. I use Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I use the power in this tongue to curse you and command you to die and to every cell of this cancer to die right now. If you got an infection in your body, you know, if you got a virus, if you got a fungus or whatever, all of these things are living things that were created by words. I dealt with that yesterday that God spoke the worlds into existence. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Words are the parent force. Words created everything. Words created all fungus, all virus, all infection. Any kind of thing that is alive, it, it, it was created by words and it will respond to words. And he told us to speak to those things. You know, if you got a cancer in your body, say cancer in the name of Jesus. I curse you cancer cells. I command you to die in the name of Jesus. I curse this infection. I speak death to infection and I speak life to my body that it is able to repair and overcome these things. See, that's what this verse is saying to do. And yet most people will go to God and say, oh God, I've got cancer. The doctor says I'm going to die. And again, because they don't understand the power of words, they will spend 20 or 30 minutes just spewing out all of the negative things that have been spoken over them. The doctor says this. The doctor says this. My body hurts. I, and you just speak forth all of your doubt and unbelief, not understanding the power of words. Somebody says, but I'm just saying the truth. Man, the truth without the uh, balance of God's word is nothing but a lie. 
I'm not saying that you don't hurt. I'm not saying that the doctor hasn't said you're going to die, but it is not the truth. It may be true, but it is not the truth if it violates the Word of God. The Word of God says in Psalms 118, I will not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Bible says in 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, that, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. 1 Peter 2, 24 it says, by his stripes we were healed. And on and on you could go. The Word says these things. So you've got to make sure that you don't just speak forth what you've heard and what somebody has said to you without balancing it by the Word of God. It's appropriate to say, well, the doctor says I'm going to die, but your Word says I'm not going to die. I'm going to live, that you heal all my sicknesses and all my diseases. You need to make sure that you season everything that is said to you and everything that you think and say by the Word of God. I'm not telling you to deny that there are physical problems, but I am saying that I deny that that's all there is. And I'm going to take whatever comes at me and I'm going to wrap it in the Word of God and I'm going to surround it by what the Word of God says. So you could approach God and say, the doctor says I'm going to die, but... And then you start speaking the Word of God and instead of just talking to God about this and saying, Oh God, would you please heal me? I'm waiting on your power. I'm asking you to come and stretch forth your hand. See, all of those things are passive. You are in a sense making a request and just waiting on God to do something. But God has given us authority and power over all sickness and over all disease. Let me just turn over and read this to you. Matthew chapter 10. This is where he sent his disciples forth. It's not limited to the uh, 12 apostles. These were 70 disciples that he sent out. And he said in verse 1, when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And notice that he gave them power against unclean spirits and to cast them out and heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And then he went on down and he said in verse uh, 8, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have received, freely give. He didn't tell us to pray for the sick. He told us to heal the sick. That's huge. That's a big difference. There's many people that will go out and they'll say things like, Oh God, we are nothing. We have nothing. We can do nothing. But we know that you can do all things. Would you please heal this person? And it's a pathetic, pitiful thing pleading for the mercy of God. You're going to die praying that way. But if you start doing what Jesus is talking about and say, Father, thank you that in myself I'm nothing, but you have given me your authority and power. You told me that I had all authority and that I could bind and I can loose. You gave me power and authority over all sickness and disease. You told me to heal the sick. And so now in the name of Jesus, I speak to this sickness and you speak to the mountain. Instead of talking to God about your mountain, you talk to your mountain about God. And you take your authority and you say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave me. I command these things to be broken. See, that is a totally, totally different attitude than what the average Christian has. And I believe that this is one of the reasons that the average Christian's prayers are so ineffective and that they don't see more happen 
is because they are just waiting on God to do what He told us to do. He told you to speak to the problem, not speak to Him about the problem, but for you to speak to the problem. You know, a classic example of this, I've used this a number of times, but it's the best uh, testimony I've ever had on this. And I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was staying with some people, and uh, they took one of my videos where we have these healing testimonies. They took one of these volumes and they gave it to a friend of theirs that had been dealing with uh, a physical problem for years. And this person was so touched, they wanted to come over and have me pray for them. And so when I got back and walked in, they said, this woman's on her way over here. Is that okay? And I said, yeah. So anyway, she came in and she had some kind of problem. I don't remember what the name of it was or anything, but she had this problem where she had such pain that the doctor said on a scale of one to 10, her pain was a constant 11. And I think at that time she had had it for seven years or nine years, something like that. And she had been living with this and she was in so much pain that she basically couldn't do anything. The only way she could cope, she had magnets strapped on her body and then she had a blanket with magnets in it. And somehow or another, this magnetic field lessen the pain. And that's the way that she exists, was wrapped up in this blanket with these magnets. And she was just in terrible pain. And she had been this way for years. The doctors had told her that she was supposed to be dead a couple of years before I met her. And she was just hanging on by a thread. So anyway, she came over and she sat down on a couch. And I sat on a coffee table right in front of her so that I could look her eyeball to eyeball. And there was a lot of things wrong. She believed God was getting glory out of her being sick. And I had to counter that and say, no, that's not true. Then she believed God only heals sometimes. And I told her, no, that's not true. God wants you well. And she just had a bunch of wrong thinking. And I just countered one thing after another. Finally, she got to a place to where she agreed. And she says, okay, I accept it. And so I said, I'm going to pray for you. And all of this pain is going to leave you. So I prayed over her and I did what Jesus told us to do. I didn't ask him and say, oh God, would you please heal this woman? But instead, I thanked him that he had already healed her, that he had already provided the healing. He put this authority in me and I spoke to the problem and I commanded pain to leave this woman and be gone off of her in the name of Jesus. And after I got through praying, I said, now, how do you feel? And this woman took this blanket off and she stood up and started moving around. And she says, I don't have any pain. And I mean, she had been this way for either seven or nine years. And it was just boom like that. She was instantly free. But then she says, but I have a stinging right here. She pointed to her waist in the back. And she says, right here across the back, I have this stinging. She says, why do I have that? And I said, you didn't tell me you had stinging. You told me that you had this pain. I didn't speak to stinging. So I said, watch this. And then I stood and I commanded that stinging at burning on her waist back there in the back to be gone. And boom, it was gone. And then you know what I did? I took Mark chapter 11, verse 23, the exact verses I'm sharing with you over these programs. And I taught her for about 20 minutes how I did this, just what Jesus did, that you say, you don't talk to God, you don't just ask God for healing, but you take your authority, you speak to the problem, you have to say it with your words, you have to speak to the problem, not to God, and take your authority, and then you have to believe that what you say is going to come to pass. And I spent about 20 minutes teaching her all these things. 
And she was just rejoicing and praising God. First time in nearly a decade that she had been pain-free. And so she got up to leave, and as she put her hand on the door, she turned and looked at me, and she says, the stinging is back. And I said, well, I've just been teaching you how to deal with this, and you're going to have to get used to walking this out when I'm not around. And so I said, I'm going to let you pray, and I'll agree with you. So I joined hands with this woman, and I prayed. I mean, I let her do the praying. And this is nearly word for word what she said, as best I can remember. And remember that just 45 minutes before this, she was a Presbyterian and had believed that God put this on her, that God didn't heal everybody. She had come a long way, so I'm not critical of her, but this is what she prayed. She says, Father, I thank you that it is your will to heal and that by your stripes I was healed. If I was healed, I am healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, I claim my healing. That's nearly word for word what she said. And so when she got through praying, I said, so do you still have the stinging? And she says, yes, why do I still have it? And I said, because you didn't do what I was telling you to do, what Jesus said to do. So she said, tell me again. And I said, you spoke to God and what you said was good. You said all nice things that it is God's will to heal, that you claimed your healing. I said, those are good things to say, but I said, you did not speak. You didn't take your authority and you didn't speak to the problem. You talked to God about your problem instead of talking to your problem about God. And this woman says, you mean I'm supposed to say stinging and talk to it like it's a person? I said, yes. She says, I'll do it. And so we grabbed hands again and she goes, stinging in the name of Jesus. And, and that's as far as she got. She stopped and she says, I'm healed. It's gone. And I mean, that's, that's all it took. And that has been, I think that was 2001. And I see this lady sometimes when I go back to the Charlotte area and she is still walking in health. And she, has, she said that she's had some of the symptoms come back a few times. And what she does, she just does what the Word says and she speaks to it and boom, it's gone. I know that this sounds really strange to people, but this is how simple it is. But it, you've got to change the way you think. You've got to, first of all, recognize the power of words, which is completely contrary to the way we've been taught. We do not put an importance on words. But you've got to believe that words have power. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and you've got to start believing that. And you've got to cultivate using your words in a positive way and quit speaking death. Quit, you know, when somebody asks you, how are you? Oh, I'm dying. Man, I feel terrible. And quit speaking that stuff. Quit speaking death out of your mouth. And instead, start saying that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. You know, I have people ask me all the time, how are you? And I always tell them I'm blessed because that's what's happened. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I am blessed by God. Now, sometimes I don't look blessed. Sometimes I don't feel blessed, but I do not say what I feel. I don't say what circumstances look like. I say what God has said about me. And if you ask me how I am, I'm going to tell you I'm blessed. And I've had people say, no, I want to know how you really are. And I say, I'm really blessed. Man, you aren't going to get anything out of me. I know the power of words, and I bless myself a dozen times every day when people ask me how I am, and I remind myself and them that I am blessed. 
and I speak the word over me. You're going to have to get to where you quit countering your faith and speaking all of your fears and speaking the doubt and the curses that other people have put over you. And you're going to have to start speaking and understanding the power of words. And then you not only need to start speaking the right things, but you need to start speaking to the right things. And there's times that you pray to God. Again, I believe that the vast majority of prayer is just worship and thanking Him and loving God. But there are times that you speak to your problem, that you curse whatever has come against you. You curse poverty. You curse depression. You speak against it. You have to talk to your problem. That is really powerful. And I tell you, it's just some people think this is strange. There's people that think that Jesus was strange because He spoke to the fig tree. And look at this down here in Mark chapter 11. It says, when he found that there weren't any figs on it, in verse 14, it says, Jesus answered and said unto it, unto the fig tree. He didn't say, God, stop this fig tree from ever producing again. He didn't do that. He spoke directly to the fig tree and said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And did you know in the first part of this 14th verse, it says, he answered and said unto it. The wording here means that the fig tree had spoken unto him. Did you know this fig tree said it had figs, but it didn't. It lied. It communicated something. Did you know inanimate things will speak to you? Did you know your bills will talk to you and tell you that, man, the Word of God didn't work. You prayed for blessing and all you got was bills. You didn't have a check in the mail. You had a bill in the mail. And bills will talk to you and tell you that the Word didn't work. Anything that talks to you, talk back to it. If your checkbook is all in the red and it's saying it doesn't work, then talk to that checkbook. I know some of you think I'm weird, but I think you're weird. This is what Jesus did. Jesus talked to the fig tree. He's telling us to talk to whatever our problem is. Speak to the sickness. Speak to the virus. Speak to the cancer. Speak to the poverty. Speak to whatever. You can speak to the weather. There's power in words. And I know that this is not popular. There's a lot of people that think, man, you are absolutely crazy. But I believe you're crazy. Amen. I don't say that to be mean to anybody, but I'm just saying we ought to use the Word of God as our standard. But again, most people are more influenced by the world than they are by the world, the Word. And you've got to get to where the Word of God becomes absolute authority. Jesus spoke to a fig tree. He says that if you will speak to whatever your problem is and not doubt in your heart, then you will have what you say. And I believe that. And you know what? It's working. It's working. We are building a campus up in Woodland Park, and I drive by that every single day. And every time I have driven by that property, I have said, thank you, Father, for giving us this place. Thank you for all of your provision. And I talk to it and say, we have all of the money that we need. And I talk to that property. I talk over that area. I have spoken my faith that no fires will ever burn that place, that there aren't going to be floods, that we aren't going to have disasters. I speak these things. And I know some of you think, well, man, that's useless. Well, you can say what you want to, but it is totally miraculous what God has done. And that is not the end of the thing. God has just told me to expand my faith, to believe for great things. And I'm speaking these things into existence. You can sit there and say, well, this doesn't make sense. But, you know, don't sit there. If you haven't done anything, well, don't criticize the guy who is doing it. 
And I'm telling you, it's working. And this is an important part of it, what Jesus is saying right here. There are many of you watching that think that this is just weird, but yet how is it, how is what you believe working for you? I tell you what I'm believing, what the Word says is working for me, and I would encourage you to adopt it. Amen. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is making a difference in lives around the world. Lives like Vanya Curry, a surgical nurse from Texas who was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Having struggled to find a cure, Vanya found our Karis Bible College musical, God With Us, where the song, Hem of His Garment, spoke directly to her situation. I just saw this like love of God racing through time to get to me. I just really felt connected to God's story. From there, Vanya believed it was God's will for her to be healed and studied Andrew's teachings until his revelation became her own. Today, thanks to the free materials made available by our friends and partners, she is completely healed. To see Vanya's full healing journey, visit awmi.net today. If you haven't yet partnered with us, I'd like to encourage you to pray about it. And then if the Lord says so, join with us because we are taking the gospel not only through television, but we've got over 70 uh, different locations around the world, offices, I think in 16 different nations. Uh, we have uh, probably 8,000 students going through Karis Bible College at any time with over 8,000 graduates. We're pumping out millions and millions of free material through our website, over 200,000 free hours of material on our website. And we're just reaching all around the world. We couldn't do it without partners. And so I would like to ask you to pray about it. If you want to make a difference, I believe that this is a good ministry. You'll get a great return, not only in heaven, but in this life, you'll receive a hundredfold. So join with us and become a partner with Andrew Womack Ministries today. Andrew's complete teaching titled, A Better Way to Pray, is available as a book in either English or Spanish. Today, Andrew would like to offer this book as his free gift to you. Go to awmi.net to get your copy today. I'd like to encourage you to get this free book that we're offering on prayer. I've got other product here, study guide, DVDs, CDs, but we're offering this book to you as our gift. And I tell you, this is a powerful teaching, especially during this time, you know, we're just going through this um, virus that hit the world, actually a pandemic. And man, people are praying, but many times they're praying wrong out of desperation, begging God they don't know the rights and privileges that God has given us. And I promise you, this would transform your prayer life. We're offering this as a free gift to you. So listen to our announcer as he gives you the details and please call or write today to receive our free book on A Better Way to Pray. Get Andrew's A Better Way to Pray book absolutely free by going to awmi.net today. This offer is limited to one free book per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. A Better Way to Pray is also available as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast and as a companion study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. 
go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd like to encourage you to check out our Gospel Truth TV. You've got well-known people on there like Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, Keith Moore, and it's a safe place to be. You are going to be blessed. So check it out. It's 24-7, gospeltruth.tv.